All righty. Good morning. How you doing? How are you feeling? My name is Tony, and this is my co-host, Grumpy Bear. Sometimes he has a lot to say, sometimes not much, but he, he's really here to keep me company. So he's going to hang out over here. And we are the morning show here on the Labor Network. It is, let's see, what is today? Uh, we It is Tuesday, October 3rd. It's 9.17 in the morning. Um, and we are here to go through and talk to you about what it means to be a working person here in Richmond, Virginia, coming to you live from the capital of the Confederacy, Richmond, Virginia, trying to connect with working people across Richmond, Virginia, U.S., wherever. You can tune into us anywhere in the world you want to on the radio or on our YouTube live uh, from TLN.1, or if you forget that website because it's not the easiest in the world, uh, you know, you can remember our website, easy to remember, down here. Whoops. Nope. There we go. Labor.money, www.labor.money. Hard to forget labor.money. Uh, and why? Well, because you're working people, you deserve the money. You're definitely getting underpaid. Uh, if you're a working person here in Richmond, Virginia, maybe you work for a company like Shamine Hotel, Shamine Hotels. I'm wearing their shirt right now because they fired me. CEO Neil Amin and his buddies fired me for organizing hotel workers to try to get a better life, try to get the wages, working conditions, and benefits that they deserved. Didn't work out for me, uh, but hopefully we will still be able to help workers in the area in other ways, right? Like getting organized. So that's what we're here to talk about on the Labor Network every weekday morning on our show, The Morning Show. All righty. So before we jump into uh, some other articles, you know, it's always important that we start off by reading the news. Uh, you know, you love the news. People are always saying that they want to hear what's going on in Richmond. So we will go over to the source for Richmond News. And that's richmond.com. Richmond.com, home of the Richmond Times-Dispatch, Richmond Times-Dispatch, the building owned by Neil Amin, owned by Shameen Hotels. So, you know, I don't know. Do I trust anything that comes out of here? Not really. Um, not really. You know, they pay rent to my former boss who fired me for organizing hotel workers. Uh, even when I attempted, you know, I got an article, we had an article published about our hotel workers in Richmond Times, which was great, but there'll never be a follow-up ever. Uh, it got stopped because they pay rent to my old boss, and that's crooked as fuck. Uh, and that tells you really all you need to know about this town. I don't know. I learned everything I need to know in three minutes, right? Richmond.com, secretly owned by my old boss, Neil Amin, at least the building, uh, owns the building, charges them rent, and, you know, they're not going to run bad stories about the landlord. So what are you going to do? Uh, but here, you know, here is the kind of garbage that you can see on Richmond.com. Uh, first thing you see is stunning new homes and short pump. I'm sure nobody can afford to live in them. Uh, no doubt. HCA's plan for Hanover Hospital denied by health department. Okay. Um, everybody's sick. You're always sick. Everyone's sick. 
because you don't vibrate, you know, you got to vibrate, right? You got to change your vibration, health and wealth. We're vibrating. We control our vibration. We are in charge of creating our world and our universe. God, of course, is in charge of everything behind the scenes. But, you know, we play more of a part than we think. And so it is important that you control your vibration. I promise you, you are not always as sick as you believe as you are. You just got to trust me on that. I don't know. I haven't been to a hospital for myself in almost 19, almost eight. No, well, that wasn't a hospital, but I'll count it as one. Broke my arm at the end of college because the universe was telling me it's time to get the hell out of here. You've got a life to live. So I had to go to a hospital 15 years ago, but whatever. First and last time in forever. So you know, something to think about. Uh, offenses need to step up. Another headline from this garbage website. Um, offenses need to step up if Liberty Jam or you are continue winning. Yeah, because that really matters. It doesn't. Um, you know, high school, collegiate athletes, they're very fun, very great for kids. Build up, you know, get that energy out, build up camaraderie, teamwork, build those networks. It's really good, but um, it doesn't matter. You know, you're, Kids aren't going to go play in the NFL. The NFL has, uh, how many people are in the NFL? Let's Google that. How many players in the NFL? There's uh, 1,696 players. Okay. 1,696 players in the NFL. Your kid ain't going to be one of them. I got. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you don't know how to do the math on that. You certainly don't understand the statistics behind it, and that's fine. Um, I do. We'll do the math later. But your kid ain't playing for the big boys. Ain't going to happen. So you got to get this shit out of here. Uh, Jason Mraz talks about how he landed on the new season of Dancing with the Stars. Jason Mraz, I used to listen to him in high school, a little bit in college. Didn't know he was still around. Uh, good won't vote for McCarthy as speaker. Who cares? Um Again, you love the law, you love these people, you don't have any clue what they do. It's garbage, I'm telling you. Cloudy spots, cooler weekend, volleyball. They're so mean to this Susanna Gibson. Oh my gosh, poor gal, just wanted to have sex. Elwood Thompson grocer sold to Florida conglomerate. Terrible. I love Elwood Thompson. Cool, hippy-dippy grocery place. Fantastic spot to go get your shit here in Richmond. And now it's being sold to a Florida conglomerate, so, you know, terrible. Another great ad. More ads. Oh, yeah. Inmate stole car, went to Maryland. Again, um, you know, dirty laundry kind of stuff here. Nothing really of, of note. If you're a working person, you know, nothing in here is taught. I mean, this is it. Writer strike ends, ushered a headline, halftime. I mean, that's it. That's uh, nothing. Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac icon, now has her own mini-me Barbie. I mean, I don't think anybody uh, enjoys Stevie Nicks as much as I do. But, you know, what are you going to do? Um, still don't care. You know, this is really garbage. So I'm not going to pay $1 for six months of this and then more. Uh, that isn't going to happen because it is bullshit baloney and I'm not going to do it. So no, um, fake news, you know, richmond.com fake news, garbage as always. And that's how we spend the first eight minutes of our show every day is talking to you about why Richmond.com and the other Richmond news sources. You don't need to watch them. They're junk, okay? They're garbage. Uh, nothing, nothing good coming from them. Uh, but, but we will flip over here to go talk about some real news, right? 
All right. Well, before we even get into other articles, just a reminder that we should be voting or uh, vote early, you know, vote often, right? <laughs> I feel like that's not what we say, Tom. We don't wait. Oh, no, 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 no. We all know voting's cro it's crooked. I mean, my goodness, you vote with a thing. Heaven forbid they bring it into the 21st century and do voting on the internet, you know. We all have a social security card, something like that. They can figure it out if they don't want to. Um, and that's fine. Not a big deal, you know. So I, I, a reminder from our friends at Virginia Interfaith Center for Public Policy. There's our good friend, Kim Bobo, their executive director. We love Kim. Kim, proud alumna of Barnard College. Love that. Barnard College, you heard me read about them. These ladies stood up and said, fuck you, Columbia University. Our ladies deserve a college. I love that. So I'm always a sucker for a girl that went to Barnard or, you know, or Radcliffe or really any of the Seven Sisters. I love the Seven Sisters. Uh, the Seven Sisters, great place to send your girls. Or if you're Bill O'Reilly, he went to a Seven Sister. He's a boy. So just remember... Go vote. Uh, you can go uh, in the Virginia Department of Elections, upcoming elections, right? Uh, find out where to go vote. Um, I was over here looking at my, um, find out where I needed to go. But you can also do early voting, early voting here, uh, right? Now, do they tell you how to go um, and find it? No, not really. Very bad website. Um, you know, as we've as we've noted before, these uh, you know these websites are terrible. These these government websites, um, they don't really you know don't really care um, about you that much. But but that's okay. But that's okay. Um, again, I you can go from Virginia Interfaith, and you can find it through there as well right so they've got links in, in there and then if you do ever find out where you can go early vote uh, because again not very easy i had to google it a, a very bad right bad what virginia you know as a government um i think we would all agree that in virginia we've gone through their their house you know we, we understand a lot about what's going on the executive they don't care for common people working people like uh, you and me they don't care but um here we go Took me forever to find Hickory Hill Community Center. I'm not going to go to City Hall. Uh, not doing it. Um, maybe I'll walk to City Hall, actually. I don't know. Maybe I will. So I'm going to go vote. You should go vote. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Go vote. You know, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. It's only step, you know, it's only one part of being an active citizen and a member of the demo you know, your, your democracy or whatever bullshit you want to tell yourself. Uh, but voting's real. Unfortunately, you know, the reason that we believe in voting here um, is not so much that I, I, I would tell you that government is going to help you. I don't think that they can very often, but they can hurt you. I mean, it's a lot easier for government to hurt you. It is a lot easier for bad people to get elected and then come at you and really immobilize your rights and your privileges. Um, that happens very frequently. When bad people or, or bad, you know, they're not bad people, they're bad spirited people or people with kind of fogged up hearts and minds, they end up vote uh, in power in government and they will hurt you. Uh, so the key to me to voting is really 
you know, it's not thinking, oh, gosh, if I vote, I'm going to, you know, we're going to send a good person to the the Senate or the House or whatever, and they're going to help my life. Probably they won't. Probably they will not. But you will stop a bad person from coming in there and hurting you. So um, think of voting more as a preventative safety measure against bad things, uh, not so much as a way to make good things happen. Because again, we go through the House of Virginia delegates every day, you know, we talk about this. You know, I just went up to Capitol Hill in DC to talk to the feds. Um, I don't think any of them, again, are gonna help you, but I know a lot of them can hurt you. So let's just vote for the people that aren't gonna hurt you and and let's be grateful for, for that, right? And so that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to go vote and I'm going to make sure I don't vote for anybody, anybody who's going to hurt a working person. And if you don't know for whom to vote, uh, go do research on them. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we've gone through all of these people. You should have a sense of, uh, of who is helping and who isn't. So go vote, vote early, vote off. And I know you're not supposed to say that, but uh, I like to say it. I like to say it. Um, it just makes me chuckle because, you know, politics really is crooked. It's really not as good as people think it is. Um, again, to me, I, you know, I, I wasn't a big voter until I started, you know, really thinking about um, what these folks in government can do to working people. And, and, and again, uh, they don't, they rarely, rarely, I mean, rarest of occasions, a government employee elected official will help a working poor person. Um, but they will hurt you often. Uh, the bad-hearted people that come into government that say things like, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and build your own future. No, that's not real. Uh, I can do that. I, I did. I've landed on my feet a million times. I'm very smart. I'm very talented. I'm much smarter than you. I'm much more talented than you. So I can do things like land on my feet and pick myself up by my bootstraps. That's not normal. That's not a normal human behavior. Uh, there's 7 billion people out there. I guarantee you out of the 7 billion people on the planet right now, 6 point something billion of them cannot pick themselves up. Uh, they need help. Everybody needs help. We're all here to help each other and um, take care of each other. Uh, and I'm telling you that you got to go vote for people that are going to not hurt you. So vote early, vote often um, in Virginia. All right. Now, now, now we plug that, it's time to uh, talk about, you know, some real news from some real orgs, folks like unions, because we know that you need a union like you need a car. Right now, if you don't have a union and you're going to work, it's like walking to work. Terrible idea. Don't walk to work. You need a ride. Maybe you need a car. Maybe you need a truck. Maybe you need a minivan. Maybe you need a Ford. Maybe you need a Chrysler. Maybe you need a Dodge. I don't know. Maybe you need a Chevrolet. Either way, you need a union like you need a car, and we need to help you find the right one. So let's share some news from some folks at unions that really do take care of working people. Uh, you know, we love the Teamster newsroom. It's the easiest one to understand, as you know. Uh, I'm a big believer in web one kind of technology, clean, simple websites, easy to understand websites, uh, teamster.org, easy to understand website. 
So I like that. Um, you know, we just saw Richmond.com, a uh, garbage website. So this to me is the opposite of a garbage website. Teamster is a great website. So teamster.org, we're reading here from their newsroom. This is Teamster's local 777, secures tentative agreements at five Presto dispensaries. This is um, in Chicago, uh, dated September 28, so very recent. And it talks about, first of all, 777, great number. <laughs> Good luck. Um, you know, it talks about the, the, this idea here. So this is Jim Glimco, 777 president, right, saying, two years ago, we didn't have any cannabis workers under a collective bargaining agreement. Including these agreements, we have more than 15 contracts throughout the industry. The Teamsters are protecting and raising standards for workers in the cannabis industry. Love that quote. And then I'm going to go down here to another quote from... Uh, Teamsters, Western Region International Vice President and Director of the Teamsters Food Processing Division, Peter Finn. Peter saying, uh, quote, we're fighting across the country to do something for this industry that should have been done a long time ago. Take cannabis out of the black market and make it an industry full of good middle class union jobs. Love it. Couldn't have said it better myself. I love it. Uh, one of the things that I tell you every day on this program uh, and one of the reasons I highlight the Teamster website, because I think they do a better job than the other major unions. Um, so, you know, get get with it, other major unions. I'll help you. I'll help you probably for, for free. I don't know. Um, Teamsters focus on real workplaces that look like the places I've worked, that look like the places my colleagues have worked. You know, this is not a huge thousand-person site. Look at this picture right now. We're seeing three, six, nine, twelve people at this, at this um, one particular uh, dispensary. And I love that, right? Teamsters fighting for real working people. Uh, these are, you know, they're not, they're not huge offices. These are, you know, this is like the size of a Hampton Inn or a Holiday Inn Express or a Fairfield. This is relatable to a hotel worker like me. If you work at a Starbucks, this is the size of your Starbucks. If you you work at the local uh, fast food or quick service restaurant. This is this is what your work site probably looks like. And the Teamsters will help you get organized, form a union. And then, you know, you're going to take it to the boss. And you're going to get that money uh, and the benefits that you deserve. Or in this case, and I love this for cannabis because, you know, we're huge. Uh, Grumpy and I and, and everybody else in this department, we're huge believers in plant medicine. Plant medicine, the cure to most problems. Uh, I worked in a pharmacy. It was my first job ever, 16 years old, worked in a pharmacy. Great experience because I realized medicine is primarily just bad news bears. I mean, uh, I worked in a pharmacy when I was 16 years old. I'm 36 now. It's been 20 years. In 20 years, I've taken two. Yeah, no, one prescription. One Technically two. When I broke my arm, they gave me Vicodin. I took Vicodin for three nights and then decided no. And then one other time, I did get Tamiflu. I had a really bad case of the flu one time. One time in 20 years having to go to a pharmacy for meds. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. But um, Teamsters fighting for plant medicine, fighting for real small businesses, right? Helping real workers get the wages, benefits, and working conditions they deserve by helping these folks get organized, right? Helping them demand uh, what they deserve. You know, in this case, the article talks about um, rest breaks, meal breaks, pay time off, holidays, and, and a wage increase, which 
very important, but every workplace is going to have different things. Although those sound like most of the things that my workers would talk to me about when we filed our cards um, and demanded our, our owner, uh, Neil Amin, work with us. He didn't. He didn't, of course. He hired a $500 an hour law firm to throw out our cards. So, you know, wish we had the Teamsters to help us. <laughs> uh, so great article coming to you from the Teamsters. Uh, telling us, you know, again, how they're they're taking care of regular working folks. So you need a union like you need a car. I don't know what to tell you. We'll find the right one. Great. So uh, flipping back over to me, where <laughs> I don't want to have my face all up in your business. I want you to kind of see my little station here. You can see all my accoutrements. You see my Sailor Moon poster given to me by Sailor Mars, Sailor Mars. A union buster herself. Um, my little Barbie, my Stony Clover Lane Barbie, my copy of Donald Trump's Art of the Deal. Great book. Great book. Donald Trump, not a fan of unions or working people, but uh, good book, Art of the Deal. <laughs> All right. So before we go and do um, some more articles, you know, we got to take a breather have some fun, maybe read a little bit. Uh, so we'll start as always with our word of the day by Merriam-Webster. Merriam-Webster word of the day is phase. To phase someone is to disturb their composure. Phase is a synonym of uh, disconcert and daunt. Um, to phase, you know, not easily phase is what they use in this sentence. My grandfather was a stolid individual who was not easily phased by life's troubles. Um, I, I, you know, that's an interesting way to use the sentence of, uh, in a negative way. So to phase someone is kind of throw them off their guard, you know, kind of uh, they're walking along all confident. And then, um, you know, maybe they heard something on the radio. They heard we were under attack by the Martians. They, they were phased by that. Uh, good word of the day from Merriam-Webster, phased. All right. And do I have any tchotchke here to show you? Sure, I do. Here's some tchotchke. Uh this is my name tag from the Hilton Short Pump, Virginia, when I lived there for a month or something crazy like that. My old Hilton name tag. Had many, I've had many name tags throughout my 15 years of hospitality. Many, many name tags. This is just one of them. People in hotels lose their name tags all the time, but that's a little, a little tchotchke from me. So what can you do? Uh, again, before we move further into everything else, because I know it was Sunday recently. So just a reminder, if you watched a lot of football, I know I watched a lot of football. Uh, I was at Union Station. I was at the Uno, the only bar at Union Station. Watched plenty of football with some random worker. Reminder, all of your favorite football players, they're all in the NFL Players Association, a union that has been around for... 60 years, so just a reminder of that um, when you think about, you know, who's in a union, where can unions, you know, where do you see them? Well, all of your favorite NFL, NBA, um, MLB, NHL, they all have a players association that's a labor union. So what are you going to do, right? Okay. Okay. Moving on. We'll read later. I was trying to find uh, a little thing so we could do our Bill O'Reilly later. 
We'll find it in just a minute. Wanted to move over. I'm going to do half of our little Instagram posts right now, and then we'll get back to some more articles. And as I learned recently, very sad, I can't share this list with people. So that sucks. But do, do check out our Instagram. We are at labor.pains.show on Instagram for the Labor Network. And of course, you can follow me, Tony Miller, 6287, my personal account. So in here, I try to keep one with the morning show. Um, I know we've stopped on that picture of Mount Etna. So we're going to start here. All right. Uh, I wanted to call out. So these are a little here, bits and bites. Um, as we pull these from Instagram, and, and I am going to figure out how to link to them at some point. But it ain't going to be today. I'll tell you that. is isn't today. So, uh, oh, well. Um, or maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it is. But anyway, uh, this is from our friends at Unemployed Workers United. We love them at Uwu. Uh, this is a quote from their Newsweek coverage. Uh, this is saying from Nady Diaz, the executive director at Unemployed Workers United, September 19th, saying, imagine if the biggest weapon these anti-worker bosses used fear of economic harm from losing their job was taken away, end quote. From Nady, uh, crazy, crazy how much workers are treated like garbage. Unbelievable. So I wanted to share that article as well. Now, I do know how to share this, so <laughs> I can do that. Um and not Nady's fault that Newsweek is loaded up with ads, right? But great article here. Um, we'll definitely go through more of that. But again, uh, you don't need to because I'm telling you I was part of this. And I'm telling you that the story is the same. It's been the same for 5,000 years, right? The folks who have all the power, the folks who've got access to social, economic, uh educational capital you know money power etc right uh they are going to come after the working people because they don't like them simple as that so uh you know that what are you going to do about it you're going to get organized right and what i love about unemployed workers united is that they don't have a particular political agenda when it comes to this so these are not necessarily you know pro-union articles and, and, and points that they make, they're pro-worker, and there's a lot of ways for workers to get organized, right? So uh, a union certainly is one of the most common, powerful, and I would say effective ways, but there are other, other things you can do, and we read that in our book, The Future We Need, right? So we know uh, that there are other ways to get organized as well. So not just forming a union, but... Uh, many ways to get organized. So Unemployed Workers United, great op-ed. Take a look at that in Newsweek. We will link to it. Sharing this as, as well, um, this is from Mary Kay Henry. Mary Kay, president of the SCIU International. So I love this. Um, massive victory after years of organizing, striking and speaking out. Half a million fast food workers in California just want a seat at the table, and a $20 an hour minimum wage. Wow. Love, 
love, love this, right? $20 an hour, getting a seat at the table to demand what they deserve. Some great posts there. Uh, we talked about this as well. This is from uh, Julie Sue, Secretary of Labor. I like this because um, we talked about this last week. You know, we, we know that luckily a government shutdown was averted, but uh, it'll you know, only for a few weeks and it'll be popping up again. And so just a reminder, very important to me because see, I, I'm from D.C. I hang out in D.C. So I talk with and spend time with a lot of the people who would be hurt if the government were to be shut down, right? Um, working people, real working employees, you know, federal employees, and not just the federal employees, folks that have uh, contracts, I mean, it's et cetera, et cetera. Um, we talked about this last week, but we know, <laughs> we know that um, the federal government, when we pulled up Office of Personnel Management, you know, all, all agencies added in um, 1.8 million people, but that doesn't even include contracts and stuff, right? So a lot of normal working people get hurt when elected officials in government, like, you know, like the Republicans, they fuck around um, with our federal budget, which is stupid. If you understood how money worked and you understood how money is created and sustained, the United States doesn't have to worry about this shit. And, uh, you know, if we were the Republic of insert, you know, Blankistan here, maybe that would be a problem. But come on, we're the United States of America. We're the home to fucking Google, Apple and law and order. Everything is going to be all right. Like this is bullshit and it hurts real working people. So I, I hate it when that happens. Solidarity forever playing on the Jenny McGraw Fox Tower on the Cornell University, Ithaca, New York. How great is that? Cornell Grad Student Union putting up solidarity forever. Uh, we love that. And we love the Cornell University Grad Student uh, Union. We love them. So I, I had to give a shameless plug. We want them. Look at that. Over 2,500 grad workers have signed cards. That's just from three days ago. Uh, fantastic. You know, I love, um, you know, we love, we love education. It's so important to us here. We talk about, we talk about elite education every day, higher education every day. I mean, we don't really talk about high school, but we probably could, should. These grad students are the students who support the undergraduate students. Um, you know, grad school, <laughs> I don't know about grad school, right? I kind of joke about grad school a lot, but um, truly, the graduate students are often the ones taking care of the undergraduates. If I had actually gone to office hours, which I should have, didn't, but should have, um, the TAs and whatnot, they're the ones taking care of you. And they're the ones who run your section. Uh, I think I finally started going to section when I started, you know, I don't know, whatever, doesn't matter. So the grad students, we love them. Great stuff uh, there. Um, what else? <laughs> This is just a silly little one, right? Uh, I love this from this from the Cornell Sun, Cornell Daily Sun. We read them almost every day, but you know the one article I read in the Sun every day: SA foregoes some investment, gives slope day thirty-five thousand dollars from two thousand nine, and now 
Student Assembly votes to more than double slope day budget from 315000 to 715000 Hell yes. The greatest party ever known to man. Um, the people, what the people want is more slope day. Student Assembly President Patrick Kuehl, class of 24. Wow, if only President Ryan Lavin had said the same thing with such gusto for slope day. So we love that. The people want more slope day. The people's president saying give them more slope day. So we love, uh, we love that. And we love the sun for, you know, reporting good news, $715,000. And here we were just trying to find $35,000. So damned if that doesn't make me super duper happy. Good job to the student assembly for taking the slope day budget to $715,000. Absolutely fantastic. We love that. It should be one hell of a party. All right. Well, before we get back to more news and some other stuff, I do want to get out of this Shameen Hotel shirt, which, uh, you know, a reminder every day if you're listening on the radio, Shameen Hotels fired me for organizing hotel workers and attempting to form a union. I don't know. Is it illegal? No. Again, because the laws are written to protect people like Neil Amin, two-time top-of-his-class graduate from the Wharton School of Business. Uh, he's going to get what he wants in life, right? Me, I'm not. No college degree, no fancy money, no no nothing. I got nothing. So, um, you know, of course I lost. But I am going to go get changed. And while, I'll, while I do that, I will... Uh, leave you with uh, that that video of the clock tower. You know, yeah. <laughs> And we are back. My hair is kind of a mess. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> so we love that. A little Cornell University clock tower action uh, before we get back here to the morning show. As you can see, I am in my Starbucks Workers United shirt. Got that from my friend Jillian O'Hare. Uh, she was one of the leaders here at the Starbucks Workers uh, in Richmond, Virginia. So we'll share them as well because they're just, um, so hold tight. Uh, huh. uh, wonder, wonder, wonderful people. So, um, yep. They're S bucks union. Uh, let's see. I forget which one they are. Cause there's a lot of them. Um, I think they're Willow Willow, And I always get it, always get it wrong. It's in Richmond. Um, the Willow Lawn? I think it is. Either way, I go to SBW. Yeah, we'll just share this tab. Because I certainly can't pronounce letters. Uh, that would be too much. SBWURVA. So Starbucks Workers United RVA, right? Great folks. This is where I got the shirt. Uh, terrible things that happened to one of their workers, a victim of sexual assault. Absolutely terrible. Again, uh, you know, one of the many reasons to organize, you know, safety, security, right? 
Got to get that money. We've got to be safe, too. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so as we roll into uh, this next half hour, hold tight. Take a sip of coffee. We'll do some more news in just a minute. Uh, but we will, of course, especially given that it's election season, we've got we've to do some Little Caesar. And Little Caesar cheats you, cheats you. And that's a true story. Um, as I mentioned before, you know, um, we are going to go vote today and we're going to vote. I mean, I'm going to, I'm not going to vote for a Republican. Are you out of your mind? Why would I vote for, at least here, there's no Republican running that's going to take care of working people. I mean, absolutely not. And like I said, um, you vote for a Republican, they're just going to caucus with the other Republicans and they're going to fucking roll you if you're a working or poor person. So I don't know what to tell you. I don't like most Democrats either, but I'm going to vote for them. Because remember, voting to me, and hopefully maybe to you, it's not about what they can do for you. They can't do much, but they can hurt you bigly. And so to stop the politicians and the government from hurting you, put people in there that are that kind of care about working people, right? Um, because they will not, they will not help you. Um, very, very, very um, rare rare chance that the politicians uh, that you elect will help you, but definitely high odds that they can hurt you. Uh, politicians can hurt you very easily. So again, elect the ones, vote for the ones that are going to hurt you the least, I would say. I don't know. And with that in mind, uh, let us flip over to the Virginia House of Delegates. We haven't even gotten to the Senate yet. We made it down pretty far. We're we're in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, we're, we, we're good. We're good. We made it to 74. So we're going to go to 75. We've got to get 25 more in. So let's do five. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, we'll do up to uh, Don Scott, I guess, number 80, which is easy. That's good. So we're going to start with Hot, um, Howard Otto Waxman Jr. Um, that might be the whitest name I've ever heard. So, you know, but is Otto, oh, he goes by Otto, is Otto, well, he's only been there for a couple of years, so that's good. Uh, white male Baptist, mm-hmm, oh, pharmacist, terrible. I worked at a pharmacy, uh, pharmacist, you know, wow, can't read any of this. College of William & Mary, Medical College, VCU 86, I don't quite understand what that means because either you went to VCU or you went to William and Mary. I don't understand. Shenandoah used university in a farm D. Yeah, I worked with a couple people with farm D when I worked at the old pharmacy. Um pharmacists, you know, I feel bad for them. They're kind of the middleman, right? The doctors, doctors are the ones you should be scared of. Um most doctors couldn't tell you anything about, you know, health. Uh you don't know doctors, you're a working person. You've never met a doctor in your life that's a friend. Um, I have more doctor friends than you ever will. And I'm telling you, I don't trust them to go near my body or anybody. <laughs> they call medicine a practice for a reason, right? Um, what have you done here with your time? Golf carts, that's stupid. Rabbit animals, pretty dumb. Um, what, what? No, this is stupid. If a <laughs> I go to a toll booth to go to look for your vehicle. This is really silly, 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 silly. Um, Oh, yeah, good. You want to renew your gun permit? You don't have to prove that you're not crazy. Cool. Again, good job, Otto. Here to shoot up the place. Congratulations. Well, Otto, you've done really nothing uh, with your legislation here, so whatever. 
on Clinton. All right, Clint goes by Clint. 2020, relatively new. We do love that. That's that's a good thing. Clint describes African American. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love that. We need more non-white people in the place. That's for sure. Property manager. That's an interesting way to describe yourself. Uh huh. Evangelical Baptist Church. Okay. Well, you know, love to go to church. Graduate studies in theology. Well, I like that. That's usually a good sign. Somebody who's reading about theology tend, they tend not to hate working people. Although these days that may or may not be true, uh, but they tend not to. Also, I have an affinity for black preachers. Uh, black preachers, often a safety mechanism put in by God uh, to help communities that quite frankly, you know, need them desperately, right? I mean, uh, the church is, you know, sometimes they're the only safe place. So what kind of legislation is Clint writing or sponsoring? Uh-huh. Huh. Can't really tell what that's about. Okay, well, I like that. Warning on school bus when they stop. You don't want to hit the kids, so not a bad thing with me. Um, Hampton Roads. Yeah, I like that. Extending broadband service. Fantastic. That's very important. That's incredibly important, actually. Um, you know, I'm obviously a tech nut. You can see that for the fact that I run a one-man show, app, website, and everything. Uh, so I don't think there's anything more important, really, uh, than getting internet to people's houses these days. You know, you, you can't learn without good internet. The kids need internet. So I like that you did that, Clint. That's good. Good legislation. I like that. Good. All right, next up, Cliff Hayes. Cliff, been around since 16, so that's not too long. I like that. Um, but, but long enough, that's good, good, good. All right, Cliff, Cliff's got a lot, of, lot going on. Um, Chesapeake, Virginia, so from here, love that. Male African-American, love that. Lifetime member of the NAACP, that's a, that is a good thing. You want to see that. Um a BS in computer information. That's cool. Not a lot of certificates of car. Oh, I love that. Gun sense. Love that. Technology. Good. That's good. We want people. We want people interested in technology in government to help working people. So I'm a big fan of that. I hope. But hopefully, Cliff is doing some good legislation. Hmm. Okay, a firearm waiting period. Good job. Good job, Cliff. Cliff wants to make sure that we're not shooting up the place. So I like that. That's good. Uh-huh. Public safety. Oh, that's sad, but I get it. Well, I like that uh, legislation around you know, the guns. So that was good. All right. Not bad, Cliff. Not bad. J, James A, known as J Leftwich. All right. Jay, what you got? All right, been, been around for about 10 years. That's not bad. That's, that's something to start thinking about, but it's not bad. Uh, Jay describes himself as a white Presbyterian from Portsmouth. Uh, Presbyterians, you got to watch out for the Presbyterians. I love Presbyterians personally. Personally, they love me because Presbyterians are like me. We speak in the Queen's English. We use proper grammar, crisp sentences. We tend to view God as a sort of angry fella 
that you don't want to irritate. And Presbyterians have the best manners, typically good manners from Presbyterians. But uh, Presbyterians also, generally speaking, do not like people who are not white and not of their faith. Um, they're very good about, you know, being stiff about how much they don't care about you. But um, yeah, so Presbyterians personally love them, but they make me nervous in government. So uh, James Madison University, very Virginia, love that. Uh, U of R, a lawyer, again, uh, you know, don't really trust lawyers most of the time. Muddy in a bit. Lawyers scare the life out of me. Well, they don't scare me. Um, I laugh at lawyers because I know what it means to be a lawyer. But what I know happens is that working people like you, you hear the word lawyer and you get scared and nervous. Uh, and that 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 irritates me because these people are just bozos, right? Um, don't be scared of them. But what is Jay up to? Okay, well, I can't tell if this guy's for weed or not. So regulated hemp. I don't know if he's for it or not. Let's find I can't tell. What? People are always going, oh, this is silly. What? If you were a judge, your information gets published. I don't know what to tell you. Um, what? I can't understand what this is without reading a little bit more, and I don't have time for that. Not on this thing. Um, I can't really tell what this guy's for. Um, and again, the fact that I don't see anything good kind of tells you what you need to know, right? I don't know. Doesn't look very positive i'm very negative so i can't tell can't tell but i can tell you this he's a white presbyterian lawyer and that's probably not the person i want representing me that i know for a fact so what are you gonna do and then we're gonna stop at don l scott jr don um 2020 so that's good minority leader city of portsmouth houston texas interesting episcopalian we love episcopalians we tell you that all the time so the presbyterians and the episcopalians are equally polite but the episcopalians actually do love people it's the craziest thing in the world they're the nice rich white people who are like you know we love the gays we have a we've got a niece that's one of them that's an episcopalian they're the kind of people that are like and i've got one of those you know my child has a black teacher and we love it um <laughs> my one of my favorite you know groups of one of my favorite fraternity brothers uh we'll call him Don and Don, Don's family is very well to do. Don's house is beautiful. Two beautiful boys, a lovely wife. We'll call her Don and Betty. Don and Betty, we'll go with the Draper thing. Don and Betty are two of my favorite people. Um, Don's probably going to be a member of the Virginia House one day. I don't know. He's a lawyer. <laughs> and so is his wife from Virginia. They went to Washington and Lee. Um, but they're Episcopalians. St. Mary's, Alexandria, great Episcopalian church. Um, wonder, Father, Father Morrow, wonderful guy. Uh, and, and I love them. They really often are, you know, they're like Catholic light, as they would tell you. And they really are. They're all the good things that Catholics bring to the table. Plus, they are gay. They love the gays. They love women, women priests, gay priests. Um, so I love the Episcopalians. And anybody describing themselves as an Episcopalian, I tend to give a little bit of a leeway to. Anyway, I love this! Gets rid of tax exemption for Confederacy organizations. That's it. That's the kind of shit that you need because, thank God, someone's doing shit like that. Um, yeah, NRA. Okay, that's it. Vote for Don. Vote for Don many times. Vote early. Vote often. Don gets it. Thank the Lord.
somebody like this gets it. Um, won't put his birth year, but he graduated from AM in 87, which means, you know, I'm telling you, probably 22 years old, so he was probably born in 65. Not bad. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? So I like that. Good legislation is done. And that's it. We're done, right? We got down to the 80th. Um, <laughs> and Tata. I met her at a bar one time. I didn't know she won. I met her and her husband. She was pretty cool, I got to say. Didn't didn't hate her. She was very nice to me. So we'll get to her tomorrow. <laughs> that's great. Um, because now that we've done you know, these five folks, right, we've got to now find out the money. Follow the money. We love following the money. Follow the money. All right, so with whom we're going to start? Uh, Otto Waxman. Waxman, probably not a lot of Waxmans running for office. Sure enough, only one. Otto, 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 Otto. Holy macaroni. Look at that money. Well, half a million dollars just from the Republicans. Really more. That's 300, 572, five, almost $600,000 uh, there. So, you know. Definitely, they love it. Ah, oh, the NRA, yeah. Boom, 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 shim up. They love him. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. All the power company loves him, too. Bam, 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 bam. Guy representing big energy and big guns. Yeah, you get him, Otto. Go shoot the place up. Uh, Doki Clinton Jenkins. Let's see. And not a lot of candidates with unique names. So we've DPAP's easy. I love that. You can do this. Uh, the House Democrats, Freedom Virginia, the legislative black caucus, that's a good thing. Oh, don't like the power company giving you money. Oh, that's bad. Don't like the realtors, but, you know, not nearly as much uh, there. So, you know, okay, I can live with that. The Democrats giving the Democrat money, the shocker. But the black, the black caucus is good. You want that. Who's next? Cliff Hayes. We like we like some of Cliff, what Cliff had to do. Cliff seems big on tech, which is good. Oh, no! You know, I get cable telecom. The guy understands tele. You know, it sounds like he understands tech pretty well. So uh, I believe that. <laughs> Scary. Big, 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 big check. Biggest check of all. $100,000 from the power company. That's scary. The power company seems to own everybody, which is not good. James J. Leftwich. All right. Show, the show me the money. No, I'm not going to sign up for VPAP. Oh, no. Oh, no, the power company once again. Oh, no, Alan, 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 and Alan. My gosh, Republican white men, if ever there were. Oh, no. Oh, the lawyers. Whew, bad, bad, bad. Uh, I don't even know that this is a law firm, but I'm guessing it is. Yikes, scary. And then finally, uh, Don Scott. I really did like what uh, Don was going after, though. I like that. Uh, oh, holy shit. $700,000 from the power company? Holy shit. That's scary. George Soros personally giving him money. Uh, okay. Baltimore, Washington Labor's pack. All right. Well, that, there you have it. Little Caesar cheats you, cheats you. Uh, saw some good folks in there, we think. Saw some folks, maybe a little iffy. But either way, they're all bought and paid for by the power company. So does it really matter? I don't know. Probably it does not. Um, does it really matter? I can't tell. You know, hard to say. Uh, that's why I say if you're going to vote, uh, the power company owns them anyway, right? At least if you're here in Virginia, although I doubt other states are different. So the power company owns 
everybody, Republicans and Democrats. Uh, but we're going to vote for the Democrats. At least they promise to do better for working people. I mean, <laughs> the Republicans don't. They're straight up. They're like, you know, like working people. Are you fucking kidding? I was a Republican for 12 years, right? I know what it's all about. <laughs> Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Ain't going to happen. Dharma. They don't understand what a Dharma is. They don't understand what Dharma is. And they don't understand um, what it really means to be a, you know, a Abrahamic sort of believer in the one true God. So they don't understand that because, you know, Malcolm X said it best. And these white Christians, this white Christianity nonsense bullshit. That's another reason when I go through these profiles, if I don't see Catholic, uh, you know, Catholics are cuckoo in a lot of way, but you know what they stand for. Uh, there's only one organization, right? Well, kind of two, but at least in America, only the one. Um, Episcopalians, you can usually trust them. They've been around since Henry VIII, and they might as well be, yeah, they're better versions of Catholics, to be quite frank, uh, although they don't, you know, believe in the Eucharist, which is, yeah, the Eucharist is great. Uh, so that's a sad, sad thing. But um, yeah, when you start to see these other, you know, various, especially when you see white people, of these various Christian things, you gotta wonder, who do they really worship, right? Uh, they tend to worship a guy that they call Jesus, who's a white guy, skinny, hates the Jews, hates the blacks, hates the gays. It's very interesting because the Jesus of history was definitely dark skinned, didn't speak a lick of English, Hebrew, Aramaic, maybe Latin, um, and hung out with prostitutes and tax collectors and women. So, you know, you got to watch out for these people that tell you that they're white Christians, because I guarantee you they've never read the Bible in their life. They don't have the intelligence to do it. Um, you need a good teacher. I had a good teacher, so I don't know. But that was your little Caesar, at least for today. We'll do more tomorrow as we get into our second hour here at the morning show, right? So what's next on the news? <laughs> uh, again, um, as we start off our second hour, we're going to again do some good vibrations. We've got our crystals here. We help vibrate a little carnelian and whatever this pink thing is. I can't tell. We're going to ask God to vibrate, you know, give us, help us stay positive with good vibrations. Help us vibrate a life of health and wealth. Get organized. Stand up to these owners of capital. Stand up to these bozo politicians that get all of their money from Dominion Energy. All of them. Uh, we're going to create our own life of health and wealth. Probably going to need a union to help us out, but... Again, um, we understand that nothing wrong with getting help. My goodness, that's that's life. So good vibrations um, as we delve into you know what's what's real, some real news. But before we do real news and start sharing real stories again, we love fake news first. We love when we Google things like Richmond News. We love when Richmond News pops up because it's garbage. I guarantee you it's garbage. This is local news, uh, WRIC, ABC8. Uh, they claim to be local news in Richmond. They were the first thing that popped up on Google. So let's look. Because I bet, I'm betting, I'm guessing that it's going to be garbage. Sorry about those sniffles. And it is, it is. The first thing, that the, the biggest, baddest news company in Richmond wants to tell you is, is your pre-construction team siloed from operations and finance with a big fat ad? Um, so again, not interested in sharing the news ads first. Uh, Storm Tracker, again, look outside. You want to see the weather, use your eyes. Ride at State Fair, gets stuck, child injured on another. Not a story. Feel bad for the child, yeah, but they're going to be fine. Rides get stuck at a State Fair. Have you ever been to a State Fair? 
The rides look scary as fuck. Uh, they're definitely not stable, so of course they're going to get stuck. Duh, I could have told you that. Uh, group chosen to investigate deadly June graduation to me again. Um, you all love guns. You love shoot them up stories. You pray for them, and that's why they happen. And it's very sick. It's very scary. You need to control your vibration. Uh, read Noah Goddard. Noah Goddard. Yeah. No, Noah Lampert. Neville Goddard. Dolores Cannon. Esther and Abraham Hicks. Whatever it is you need. Um, I can help you find good, of course, in miracles, Marianne Williamson, whatever. Uh, but stop caring so much about guns and robbers and violence. You create it. I know that sounds crazy, but you really do. Uh, lawsuit against the police. Well, you know, it's a good thing you're suing the police. That's probably a good thing. Um, but again, you know, this is not news. Uh, it seems like news. You want to talk about it, but it's not. Uh, news is what's going on in your life, in your backyard, right? What's going on at the local legislator to promote rights of working people? What's going on with people getting organized to stand up against the owners of capital, right? The big, the guys, all the money and the power and the education and all that shit. Um, that's news and you don't ever hear about it. So, um, you know, Virginians head to polls. Go to the poll. Why would you vote for anybody that isn't going to support a working person? I don't understand. The choice is so fucking easy. Like, this is silly. Um, and very sad. They just dirty laundry, dirty laundry, dirty laundry. They just want bad things to happen in your life. Uh, they don't care. And they don't want to give you anything about how to escape this sort of shitty reality that you have created. So what are you going to do? Well, you can tune into the morning show here on the Labor Network, and we will help you get, uh, you know, what you deserve. And again, our website, www.labor.money. TLN.one, that works too, but labor.money, easier to remember. Labor.money. Get that money. And uh, shoot us a note, right? Info at TLN.one. Give us a call or shoot us a text, 804-446-0469. We do want to hear from you. We would love to hear your story and share it about what's going on in your reality. What's going on at work? How are you standing up to the boss or the owners, right? That's what matters. So as we think about, you know, real stories about folks getting organized and getting the money, benefit, conditions they deserve, you know, we think about unions because you need a union like you need a car, Lots of unions out there, lots of different cars, trucks, minivans, SUVs, whatever. A lot of different kinds of unions, a lot of different kinds of vehicles will help you find the one that's right for you, right? You might need a Chevy, you might need a Dodge, you might need a Ford, you might need SEIU, you might need the Teamsters, you might need Unite Here, you might need UAW, you might need UCFW, you might need CWR. There's a lot of, there's a bajillion unions out there, just like there's a bajillion kind of cars, uh, we're going to find the right one for you. So again, sharing an article, uh, really I'm going to share an article that references them, not so much them themselves. But this is from our friends Unite Here. Unite Here, great union that fights for hospitality workers. So uh, I was in hospitality for 15 years. I relate very heavily to the work that they do and the folks that they support. So sharing here um, a mention, I had shared it earlier from ABC. But this is talking about a Unite Here member uh, at the Library of Congress. Again, great ad, big ad from ABC. They don't care about you at ABC. Uh, they really don't. They really don't. Um, you know, it's not Rachel, Sarah, or Sarah Beth's fault. They're just the 
the journalists, they care. But the people that own this place, they don't care and they don't want you to have good news. But uh, this is a worker. Her name is Willie Jo Price. And, you know, I, I love this. Uh, as I said, I was in D.C. These folks go paycheck to paycheck, just like other working people. When the government shuts down because Republicans fuck around with them because they don't care about working people. Again, um, if you're a Republican, you know, if you make over 200 something thousand dollars a year uh, or you have passive income because your parents, or your grandparents have f funds that produce dividends and you're attached to vote Republican. Right. I get it. Uh, but most people don't make over 200 grand a year and they don't have passive income. So they should not vote for a Republican. It's as simple as that. Sure. You know how much you make. Um, if you make a hundred dollars an hour or more, vote for Republican. If you make $200,000 a year, vote for Republican. But if you're not making that kind of money, don't, don't vote for them. I don't know. Vote for somebody else because they're not going to help you. I voted for Republicans for a long time and I made, well, by the end, I made close to that kind of money, but not it. And uh, they still weren't for me. They weren't going to help me. Um, I hope my buddies. <laughs> uh, but you don't have any friends that would benefit from that. So don't even worry. But real people get hurt when you fuck around with government spending, government paychecks. These are real people. A lot of them do live in D.C. So, you know, they're kind of my people, right? So um, it's easy to have dumb thoughts about government shutdowns, but they really do affect real people. Unite here, real people that are represented, right? I mean, this lady's worked there for 42 years. 42 years. Come on. Um, I love this. They don't care about us. This is from, this is a quote from Miss um, Price. They don't care, quote, they don't care about us. When I say us, it's myself as a food service worker, a person that cleans, everybody that's a contractor for the government. We all suffer from whatever the decisions that everybody else makes. And again, wanting to point out, this is work that you don't do. White people named Jennifer and Brad with their college degrees, they don't do this kind of work, right? Uh, Jennifer and Brad, they met each other at, you know, Pumpernickel State University. They're both making 80 grand plus a year with their fucking white collar work from home jobs. Uh, Jennifer and Brad do not care about working people. Um, so you need to tell Jennifer and Brad to go fuck themselves, right? I mean, we're, we're done with Jennifer's and Brad's. They have too much power, too much influence, and we can take it away. Easiest thing we can do to take it away is voting, but then, you know, we got to get organized too. So you got to stand up for people like Willie Joe. Uh, like Unite Here stands up for her. Um, grateful that ABC actually had a real article about a working person that's very, very surprising, kind of shocking, right? Uh, we don't typically expect that from ABC because ABC is a garbage legacy media organization. But, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day, as they say. <laughs> um, don't know what to tell you. Another good story from a great labor org sharing it now from SEIU uh, again very clean no ads I love that see how easy this is to read this article you don't nothing's fucking around with you um, this is from SEIU.org dated October 2nd so just yesterday uh, SEIU's Henry uh, it's Mary Kay Henry saying LaFonza Butler is a strong passionate leader who will make an outstanding U.S. Senator um SEIU members couldn't be happier, happier that Governor Newsom has appointed former SEIU Local 2015 and SEIU California President LaFonza Butler to represent California in the United States Senate. Uh, moving further down here as president of SEIU California, 
she was a driving force in winning the first statewide $15 an hour minimum wage in the nation. Wow. So very important there uh, to have a sitting U.S. senator not only being, you know, endorsed by a major labor union, one that we trust, but also put her money where her mouth is helping workers get a $15 an hour minimum wage. So that is huge. That is that those are the kinds of people that you want in government. Again, uh, very, very important uh, coming to us from SCIU. Uh, very important that people who are going to be in elected office, like we just said, right? Is LaFonza going to help everybody? I don't know. Probably, yeah, because anybody that was fighting for workers to get a $15 an hour minimum wage as the president of the SAU is definitely going to be fighting in Congress. But, um, you know, they can't always get things done, right? They're one out of 535. That's not very powerful. Uh, so what can you really do, right? You can do the math. So again, uh, we love that, but one out of 535, you know, what is that, right, as a percentage? It's not very much. And so it's super important that we remember that even when you elect good people or appoint good people, uh, it's still, you know, it's still a small piece of the puzzle, right? So we got to do the math. We got to do the math. Not the math. Not the math. You want to do math? Come to me. You want to do math? Watch Breaking Bad. Great show, Breaking Bad. So, you know, we've got one good person uh, here. Uh, but we've got 100 senators and 435 voting members of the House, right? You add it up, you get 535, 535 just like a fantastic car, the BMW 535. Great vehicle. I own one. They're fantastic. Because I used to have a good job before I got fired for organizing hotel workers. <laughs> so one out of 535, though, isn't very powerful, right? If you are one person and you get a vote out of 535 people, well, what percentage is that of the vote? Well, we knew that if it was one out of 100, that would be 1%, right? One out of 100 is literally that. So uh, we know this is roughly going to be a fifth of that. And sure enough, one out of 535 equals 0.00187, we'll call that. Uh, and as a percentage, that equals 0 0.12, right? That's 0.187%. So 0.187% is what it means. That's how powerful you are if you are one of the 535 members elected to Congress. So not very powerful, really. Uh, every time, even, um, even though we have a good person in LaFonza Butler, that's only 0.187% of the Congress. So that's not very much. Although as with, un, with only 100 senators, they are 100, 1%, 1 out of 100 of the Senate. So, uh, but just important to remember, you know, you say, oh, we have a good person, but they're only, you know, 0.2, roughly 0.2% of the Congress. So I don't know. It means you need a lot more good people in there, right? Uh, very important. So something to think about. But I wanted to share that from SEIU, 
We love SEIU um, in particular. You know, we trust Mary Kay Henry. I've met Mary Kay, and I'm telling you, uh, Mary Kay gets it. Mary Kay, very much a believer that people need a union like they need a car, right? Mary Kay understands that SEIU is great for millions and millions of people, but it might not be for everybody, and that's okay. You know, SEIU, they themselves are only designed to help, uh, in, you know, in certain segments, right? So there's many unions, many different people can help. And it is also very important that we appoint and elect the kind of political officials that are going to be pro-worker so that they don't hurt us. Because, again, very easy for them to hurt us. Uh, we, we don't want that. So something to think about. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to take a moment. And uh, again, as always, we're going to read. We're going to break it up. We're going to read from Illustrated Black history book, really cool book, got this from the Richmond Public Library. It just auto-renewed, so I was super excited that nobody wanted to steal me book. Uh, it's not mine, although I probably, I like it so much, I'm definitely going to buy a copy of it. So, I don't know. About whom should we read today? All right, we just opened up something up. Okay. We are going to read about Celia Cruz, uh, Celia Cruz, 1925 to 2003. When people hear me sing, I want them to be happy, happy, happy. I don't want them thinking about when there's not any money or when there's fighting at home. My message is always felicidad, happiness. Celia Cruz, the queen of salsa was born Ursula Hilaria Cecilia de la Caridad Cruz Alfonso de la Santissima Trinidad in Havana, Cuba. Though her roughly seven, through her roughly 75 albums, always in her native Spanish, she established herself as the godmother of Afro-Latin music, known for her booming voice, colorful stage costumes, and a grand smile and a creative willingness to develop her sound, she grew to become a beloved and cherished symbol of Latin pride throughout the diaspora. When Celia was a child, her father wanted her to become a teacher, so she attended the normal school for teachers in Havana. She soon dropped out, however. Although she was only a teenager, her live and radio performances were already gaining widespread attention. In an effort to combine both her father's dreams for her and her own passion, she enrolled at Havana's National Conservatory of Music, studying voice theory and piano. Her time there wasn't long either. One of Cruz's professors told her that she should devote herself to a full-time singing career. So she took that advice. Earlier in her career, she was known for Guaracha, the Cuban genre of music defined by fast-paced tempos and funny illustrative lyrics. It was during this period in the late 1940s and 50s that she began exclaiming Azucar Sugar as a rallying cry during her performances, a stylistic signature, if you will. That word with its connotation of sugar plantations was kind of a salute to the ancestral enslaved Africans whose culture had, had shaped the music she grew up hearing in her working class neighborhood a history that continues to influence Cuban culture today. Cruz was singing with the ensemble La Sonora Montancera when, in 1960, 
they publicly renounced Fidel Castro and his socialist agenda while on tour in Mexico. The cost of that transparency was severe. The band was exiled from Cuba. As a result, Cruz and her partner and fellow band member Pedro Knight relocated to the United States. In New York, Cruz became an influential part of the salsa scene, recording solo and in collaborations with musicians that included Tito Puente and Willie Colon. When she died in 2003 from brain cancer, her funeral was attended by thousands. Her mausoleum in the Woodlawn Cemetery in the Bronx is often visited by fans. They consider her a voice for the people. That's no small feat when one considers the male-dominated industry in which Cruz rose to acclaim. She was awarded the National Medal of Arts in 1994 and a posthumous Lifetime Achievement Grammy. During, despite the uh, awards and acclaim, she felt responsible to her father's desire that she become a teacher. In a 1997 interview, she said, I have fulfilled my father's wish to be a teacher as through my music, I teach generations of people about my culture and the happiness that is found in just living life. As a performer, I want people to feel their hearts sing and their spirits soar. There you are, Celia Cruz, 1925 to 2003 from the Illustrated Black History Book. Very cool. Oh, I love that. Celia Cruz in the Bronx. So the next time you're up in the Bronx, go check out her mausoleum. I will not be in the Bronx anytime soon, though. I can assure you of that. <laughs> All right. Uh, great reading there. Um, very informative, you know, important. We always talk about the value of art, culture, music. And I love that. Um, you, know, you can be a teacher without holding a formal teaching degree, right? Teaching music. Uh, as a way to teach your culture. So fantastic from Celia there. And again, I just open them up randomly, see who we're going to get. It's very, very important that we that we do that every day. All righty. Well, before I'm going to go get changed again uh, and take a sip of coffee. And before I do that, of course, got to uh, give a shameless plug for the Red Derby. So I'm going to go throw a sweatshirt on because I'm still a little, you know, whatever, uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> although it's getting warmer. Uh, so I'm going to throw that on. Hold tight. But before I do that, as always, shameless plug for the Red Derby. Always got to be preaching about the value of the Red Derby. We love them. I was there. Oh, my gosh, was I there? I was there numerous times this weekend. So I wonder if our little story is up. Probably not. Uh, it's probably gone. It sure is. But my buddies and I were at the Red Derby this weekend. Maybe if we're lucky, uh, Sash will put a little post of us up. But we made the story, which made me very happy. Um, again, new schedule of events going on. You can't really see it on Instagram. So that's a shame. I'll put up this one up where you can see it. Halloween weekend at Red Derby. Thursday the 26th is Queer Night, another Queer Night. I guess they've been really successful. Maybe I'll make it to that one. I don't know. It'd be cool. Um, Friday, 1989 TV release party. Watch the album in style. I think that's a Taylor Swift reference. Uh, yikes, we don't like her, but that's okay. And then Tuesday, Halloween itself, spooky movies and candy. Go to the Red Derby. There's a great pick from Queer Night. We love Daniel. Daniel in his chacho shirt. 
We love that. We love Daniel, such a cutie and a good friend to us here at the Labor Network. I think Daniel's watched maybe once in a blue moon. I don't know. Maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. But we love the Red Derby. Uh, as always, you know, shameless plug. I think they've got it on this one. 24-7 happy hour, $3.50. Lucky pick beers, tequila, and whiskey shots. I dare you to find another bar in D.C. that has a 24-7 deal like that. If you do, we will buy you a shot uh, of your choice or a drink of your choice at the Red Derby. So if you find a better deal in town, email us, info at tln.one, or text us, 804-446-0469. Let us know any place that has a better deal than the Red Derby. I doubt you can find one. And with that, I'll be back in just a minute. Alrighty, and we are back. Uh, I just wanted to go throw on a little sweatshirt. 
couldn't find anything but an old Cornell sweatshirt. That's fine. Still comfortable. So I'm grateful for that. All righty. Well, we're going to get back into a little bit more of our Instagram bites here. Give me just a second to fire those up. Um, these, again, these little bites on Instagram, great way to share some of the, the news that uh, these orgs put out. Sometimes you get better stuff from them on Instagram, which is you know, interesting, right? I don't know. Why not? So we've got uh, this one, um, Good Grady from SEIU, uh, talking about how the feds, you know, they finally uh, cracked down on Starbucks and they're going to have to give some back pay, right? Uh, I love this. Memphis food, not bombs. You should follow them too. We're going to do that. I live in Memphis. But again, um, I use this story to point out a few things, and, and I want to kind of stay here for a moment. Um, of course, let me get the derby banner off. <laughs> so again, this is from SCIU's Instagram, but they're sharing a Bloomberg article about Starbucks. Uh, so a lot going on there, right? Here's what I thought was important. For one, it's pretty obvious, right? Um, we know that these companies, Starbucks, uh, most food service folks, et cetera, even hotels, right? Um, you know, folks get tips. They don't get their tips given to them. The, the service charges that never actually go to workers. Uh, Shameen Hotels does that. I work for them, right? You're a bride. You have a wedding package and you have a 17% service. If you ask them, where does that go? Um, it goes right to the house. So it doesn't go to the workers that support you at all. Uh, things like that happen all the time. Starbucks definitely cheats most of its workers most of the time, I would probably guess, uh, from what I've heard from folks within Starbucks Workers United, right? And there's my Starbucks Workers United. I was wearing that shirt five minutes ago. Woo. Um, but again, a couple points there is, you know, even though they're breaking the law and they got caught, they're not going to get caught that quickly, right? This is... Um, you know, something you need to understand is that the feds, they move at the, at the pace of a snail. They're slower than molasses pouring out of a jar. It takes time. And that's why it's really, really important that you understand that while the government can help and while the politicians can maybe help you sometimes, um, more often than not, they can't uh, or it takes too long to do it. So the, you, know, you want to make things happen at work in a quicker way with more power you got to get organized at the work site. You've got to uh, form a union at work and make sure that these things don't happen again um, because the, the government's slow to do it. So while it is good that they're doing it, and while it's great that SDIU is reporting on it, uh, it takes too long. It takes too long. Um, and that's why you've got to move faster than the law by forming a union. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. This was from Day Laborer Network. Now, I love this post. Uh, we talk about vibration all the time, and words are so important, right? What you say about another human being, what you do, these, this is you, you know, remember, you are not a human being. You have a human body, obviously, but you are a higher spiritual being. And when you use words or communicate, and again, you're saying, are you saying, Tony, somebody that can't speak, you know, because they are mute, they don't have this power? Of course they do. Communication is power. For most of us, it's written, it's, it's spoken words. Some of us, it's written words. If you can't write, you can't talk. It, Helen Keller, for heaven's sake, all the power in the world divine through her form of communication. It's important that you understand when you use words, they're powerful and it's sort of like magic. And that's how things happen. 
And so when people like this person um, refer to undocumented immigrants as illegal people, that's very powerful. And it's very important that we fight back people like that. Um, there's nothing more powerful than the words we use to talk about each other and bring you know, creation into reality, right? Words are what become flesh. Uh, and so uh, some people would say, word, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Uh, that's probably one of the biggest lies you've ever been told as a child. I can't stand it when people are told that words don't matter. Words are really what matter. Uh, you know, someone can throw something at you, whatever. You go to the urgent care clinic, you're groovy. Uh, but words, you know, these create reality, right? When you start talking about people like they're not humans, uh, people listen to this person and they then start to take actions that truly dehumanize other people. Uh, undocumented immigrants, what a ridiculous thing to say. At one point in his life, George Washington was an undocumented immigrant. I mean, what are you talking about? Um, crazy, right? So everybody came here at some point. Everybody was an immigrant. Uh, what document do you think you want, Tommy? I'm not sure. You know, it's it's really terrifying. So very important that you remember words are important. Um, very, very scary to talk about other human beings as if they aren't real people. So really scary. And I'm glad Day Laborer Network put this up. Another great post from SEIU, SEIU talking about uh, student loans. You know, I don't pay my student loans. Um, I don't know why you would. Uh, it should be illegal to charge somebody for education. You know, if you got charged a few thousand bucks to attend your state college, that's fine. That's fair. Come on. You got you to do your part. But I paid back $62,000 in my loans and the principal's only gone down a few thousand. Uh, none of you understand how compound interest works. None of you understand how finance works. Student loans are a joke. Don't pay them. I don't know what to tell you. They cannot repo a diploma. What are they going to do? I mean, what are they going to do? It's non-collateralized debt obligation. Come on. Um, don't pay your student loan debt. Good grief. Don't do it. Unite here. Great uh, little bit from Unite here. Unite here 11 on fire at the Waldorf Astoria Beverly Hills. So I love that. The Waldorf Astoria Beverly Hills, great hotel. I remember when it opened. Uh, I worked Hilton Corporate. They sent a big PR. Alaska is a beautiful hotel. Um, bajillions of dollars a night to stay there at the Waldorf Astoria Beverly Hills. They could easily get that money to the workers. Um, and they don't because they don't actually like workers. So owners of hotels, um, I'm this is where I'm a specialty expert. Don't trust anybody else. All you need to do is trust Old Tone. Old Tone, 15 years of hospitality. Uh, executive level, you know, ownership team, Hilton corporate, I've done it all. Uh, nobody very rarely has done what I've done, uh, even though I'm very young and still very good looking. Just kidding. But truly, these owners, they make so much money. Um, they don't care about working people. They don't like them. They usually hire people like me to run the hotels that do care about the workers. But what can you do? We get caught between a rock and a hard place. So very important that you see Unite here. Uh, sharing that workers are on strike. They deserve everything that they want. I don't even need to know what they want because I know that they're always underpaid. There's not one hotel out there where workers are paid with their worth. Um, are there hotels where workers are paid fairly because maybe it's a small owner and that's the best they can do? Maybe. Are there workers that are with major unions like Unite Here or Teamsters 
in hotels that are getting paid a, getting paid a good amount, uh, better than if they had no union? Absolutely. Of course they are. But is anybody really ever getting paid what they're worth? No, not unless you're the owner. Uh, but you don't understand how ownership works, and I do, and that's why I think you need to come here every day and chat with us. So something to think about. They sometimes made it possible for millionaires to pay nothing. But a bus driver was paying 10% of his salary, and that's crazy. Do you think the millionaire ought to pay more in taxes than the bus driver or less? Uh, from Brave New Films, the great Ronnie Reagan. We love Ronnie. We love Ronnie. Um, but even Ronnie, even Ronnie understood that if you have an exorbitant amount of financial capital, you didn't earn it. You didn't build it. You didn't make it all on your own. So sorry, bad news. Again, uh, I am very smarter than all of these people that are billionaires. Um, probably could have been one myself. God had other plans for me. But I promise you, you put me in a room with them. Uh, I'll stack right up. You know, I might have to read some prep material, but I'll be fine. And I'm telling you, none of these people built it on their own. They just didn't. There's always so many other people that are um, a part of their growth and wealth. So something to think about there. So a few little bites from Instagram. Uh, another great one from SCIU here. West Coast airport workers on strike in Ontario, California. Uh, having flown into Ontario before, you know, Ontario, California, I think Southwest flies there. Forget who the other hub is, but you don't want to fly into LAX all the time. LAX, oh, terrible. You can't fly into Burbank. You know, you, you got to fly into Ontario. I mean, there's a million airports out there. Um, airport workers hard. Come on. These folks are doing the jobs that nobody wants to do. You got to get up at two in the morning just to get there to help people. It's ridiculous. It's silly. These workers are real people and you don't care about them at all. Brad and Jennifer, you know, Delta Diamond members, um, they're not thinking about these folks and they're paying, you know, thousands of dollars a ticket, but they're not thinking about the workers. And you know what? So fuck them. Fuck Brad and Jennifer. Fuck everybody that's Delta Diamond member. Fuck your, you know, United Airlines silver status. I was United Airlines silver, whatever. Uh, fuck American Airlines, you know, Captain's Club or whatever it is. Fuck all of you people. These workers make your life easy, breezy, and you don't do anything to thank them. So you know what? Good for them for going on strike and demanding what they are rightfully worthy of being paid and compensated. So I don't know. So just a few little bits and bites from Instagram from some of our uh, major uh, org friends there, right? All right. Um, another news source that I wanted to share recently have found it is the, the Virginia worker. Uh, so I am sharing them. Are they a little different than what I would normally highlight? Yeah, probably. But again, um, the Virginia worker found them online. Great, great, uh, post here. Not, not, uh, not super new. But it doesn't really matter because I told you uh, the news never changes. So, for example, um, talking about, you know, VCU workers. I mean, really, uh, are things going on at VCU? I mean, a lot of good stuff um, coming from them. I would love if you checked it out. Give them a, a, a look-see here. 
this is the one I really like. Because we talked about this when we talked with Laura from the Commonwealth Institute, TCI, right? So this reminds me of my chat with her. This is Virginia labor history controversy on the Virginia worker. Um, talking about how, you know, when you let the government, when you let these idiots that you elect write your education, uh, they're going to do bad things. And one of the bad things that they do is they rip out labor history. So again, I was very blessed as a child. I went to Catholic school. And while I went to a, you know, they're all kind of conservative these days, went to a fairly old school Catholic school. And they did teach you about labor. Labor has always been an important part of Catholic social justice. Again, you want to learn more about that, listen to our Labor Pains podcast interview with Anna Nowak and all who labor. But great points here about how, you know, Virginia only has 3.7% of the workforce in a union. That's so scary. That's so low. That's so sad. And truly, um, you know, the government, the legislators, the labor department, I mean, they're into the education department in Virginia, you know, not, um, not really stepping up. So really scary to see that, but a great piece from the Virginia worker. So really excited to, um, to share more maybe about what they have. If we find other good stuff that they are talking about, we, I really like that. Yeah. I really thought that was some, some pretty cool stuff, uh, there. So something to think about. And again, before we go, uh, I, I mentioned it earlier as I popped them up on Instagram, but, you know, the Cornell Sun, Cornell Daily Sun, we read the Sun every day, uh, every day. We talk about how these, these, you know, every day we're going to read the Sun. We talk about how these young kids, they start joining these networks, right? Where they get connected with high-performing people. They are high-performing people. And then they go on to run the world. They go on to run the companies, lead the organizations uh, that have social capital. They obviously themselves have educational capital and financial capital. So, you know, you've got to be thinking about them um, whenever you think about, you know, normal people getting organized, right? Who are they trying to, you know, get organized against? Well, they're usually trying to get organized against my buddy. So I, I did that long form video last week. You can find it here where I really got, went through all of these colleges, but it's a true story, right? These folks, these eight houses, you know, you, you, with their eight kooky seals and mottos, uh, one of them definitely doesn't look like the other ones. You can definitely see which crappy one that is, Cornell University. <laughs> but truly these folks run uh, the orgs that we're talking about, you know, a lot of them, especially with, with capital, with money, these big banks, these big financial orgs that really have a lot more influence in tech and government than you think. Most of them, they went to Harvard. They went to Yale. They went to Princeton. Or if they've got money, they went to you know Columbia or Penn. Hell, they might have even gone to Cornell. Uh, it's possible. And so just a reminder, you know, that these young people, uh, again, you know, I talk about the College of Engineering from Cornell where I went. They're going to earn 85 grand a year out of college. That was a couple years ago. You know, they're making big buku money. Then they run the orgs that oppress working people. Very rare do you find anybody from these eight institutions that fight for working people. 
Uh, although, you know, we've pointed out a few, like Julie Sue at Labor. She went to Harvard. Um, Betty, our gal at Labor, she went to Harvard, then she went to Yale. Like, you know, come on. And Julie went to Stanford. Stanford's way better than most of these schools that I list here. But Ivy League, good branding. It's such good branding. You think it's been around forever, but really only 1933, the name. So good branding. But again, um, these folks, you know, you send your kid there, right? They're going to have a better life than pretty much anything you could give them. So, you know, you might need a union like you need a car, but your children need elite education. Any, you know, any education probably going to be better for them, but elite education really going to change their life. So I sort of wanted to end um, with a little, little fun story. Grumpy and I visited D.C. this week to visit some of our old college buddies from Cornell, uh, you know, what? At least one of whom's one of whom is named in this thing. I'd say that every day almost <laughs> we say their names. So Grumpy and I hung out there, and when we were on the elevator at the hotel on the way down to dinner with all these Manhattanite Cornellians, on the way down I saw a nice mom in her little collegiate wear. She had the Dartmouth D across her neck with two oars going like that. And I asked her, I said, you know, darling, did you row crew for Dartmouth? Of course I knew what she was going to say. She said, no, but my son did. And of course I knew that would be her answer, right? I didn't think a lady of her age had rowed at Dartmouth, let alone wearing a shirt that advertised it. You know, I don't think that was it. And then she, I said, ah, you know, I, I went to Cornell. I'm going to go see my buddies. They all went to Cornell. We're having dinner up a few minutes away. They're all from Manhattan. And then she says to me, oh, well, my son's best friend, he wrote at Cornell, and now they live together in the Lower East Side, and they're in finance together. Of course they are. Of course, both her son and her son who wrote at Cornell, I don't even know, but I guarantee you they're making over 100 grand a year. They're dumb 20-something-year-olds in finance in New York City. Come on! Uh, you want a life like that for your child, send them to an elite school. And not to be outdone, of course, you know, in the middle of the elevator, there's a guy standing in between us who got on as we started talking. That guy leans in and goes, well, that's very nice, but I went to Harvard. <laughs> 1636, both me and the mom were like, oh, my gosh, we're not worthy. And then on the way out of the building, the gentleman who bumped into me, we talked about what I have to say has been the coolest development I have seen in a while so we're going to end on a positive note because we talked about harvard college's new president harvard college has only had 30 presidents since 1636 america has had 45 presidents since 1776 uh, <laughs> so harvard you know again more stable than the united states government in many ways uh, but claudine gay new president of harvard university as of a few days ago, I highly encourage you. We haven't watched her inauguration yet, but we probably will. <laughs> um, I cannot believe this. 387 years run by white people. 400 years of being run primarily by white men. Uh, when I was in college, they just appointed Drew Faust. She was the first lady president of Harvard, but, you know, an old, old school white girl. Um, so huge deal. Claudine Gay, the daughter of immigrants, president 
of the oldest college in America, the largest endowment of any college in the solar system. Uh, I literally have been, I checked, there's no other college on Mercury, Venus, the Moon, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, that has a better endowment than Harvard. So, you know, if you looked at the entire solar system from the sun all the way to Pluto, no better, bigger college than Harvard University, Harvard College, the birthplace of numerous presidents, billionaires, leaders, finally, finally, finally has a president who is not a white person, 387 years. Um, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I really hope that Claudine shakes it up. I hope that she makes sure that young people, poor working people of color, et cetera, underrepresented people, I really hope that she changes what it means to be an Ivy League school. Um, really excited for, for Claudine to lead Harvard. We're really excited to make sure that children from working families like yours. We hope that you send your kids to Harvard. Super important. Again, you need a union like you need a car, but your children, they deserve um, an elite education. And if they can't get an elite education, you know, any collegiate education really is going to help them. But an elite education is going to be the silver bullet the singular way to get out of poverty forever, not just this generation, but for their children and their children's children and their children's children's children. The number one thing they can do, number one, numero uno thing they can do is to go to an elite college. Absolutely. Again, you don't understand this because you didn't get a perfect score on Dr. Ehrenberg's class about how a college works, economic analysis of the university, ILR 648. I, however, did get a perfect score on the midterm and then an A on my project, an A on the formal, um, the final, and then an A on my transcript. So, you know, I do know how this works uh, very well. And I'm telling you, send your kids to Harvard. Harvard wants poor brown and black kids. Harvard wants the children of white working families. They are tired of taking people named Lord Moneyton Weatherbottom the fifth. They don't want it, but what are they going to do uh, when all of those rich white kids apply to Harvard? They got to take some of them. Uh, they would much prefer to take poor brown and black kids. Trust me, we could talk about this for hours, and we are. So send your kids to Harvard. I don't know what to tell you. Aside from that, organize. Get organized. You want to beat the Harvard people with all the money that have been fucking you over for 387 years since 1636? Get organized, form a union, stand up, right? Uh, that's what matters. Um, it can happen to you. Uh, I know that you don't believe it. You're in Richmond, Virginia, capital of the Confederacy. You're thinking, no way, nothing good will ever happen to me. Uh, I'm so sorry, Tone, bad news. Richmond is just really hard. It's not going to happen. Well, um, I like ending with this every day because it is uplifting and positive and accurate. Richmond is for unions. Richmond City employees united in SEIU 512, winning their historic election just a few months ago. Again, this can happen to you. Uh, <laughs> these Richmond City workers 
are going to demand the wages, benefits, and working conditions they deserve. You need a union like you need a car. If you're in Richmond, Virginia, if you're anywhere in Virginia, you know, there are unions here that will help you. You're going to win. We know you can win. SCIU 512 just won. Uh, we know that there's many unions here for you in Virginia. Again, reach out to us here at the Labor Network. We're help, happy to help you get connected with them, but we know you deserve a better life. We know you deserve the wages, benefits, and working conditions uh, that all of these rich white girls named Jennifer and their husbands named Brad have. So come on, get that money. Uh, we are the Labor Network. This is the morning show, www.labor.money. Uh, Grumpy Bear and Tony signing off, wishing you love and solidarity. We will see you tomorrow morning uh, around 8.30 or so. But we are here from the Labor Network wishing you a great day.